Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
nations around. Yes, you're a mighty God. We bless you. We lift you. You're glorious. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name.
Begin to speak in spirit. I want you to pray. Listen, pray as loud as you can to move the heart of the Lord. Onto you. Pray as loud as you can. Speak in tongues. If you can, if you can speak. Yes, a language speak on him, but I want you to speak in tongues. Speak in spirit. Speak in spirit. Let the Holy Spirit manifest over you with the lifted up of hands. Lift your hands high above your head. High above your hands. Begin to receive from the Holy Spirit. The Lord is depositing. He's depositing. 
because it is something into the hands of the people. God is giving us to each one of His ears, depending how your heart is, depending how your heart is. Oh, hearts are being changing now. Oh, sickness are being removed now. Diseases are being removed now. God is depositing good health into your body. God is depositing blessings into your life. God is depositing a new heart. And he's taking away the stony heart away from you. I see God. The angels of the Lord are here. My God, the angelic visitation has come over us. Now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh yes. Somebody. Roskoposimi hatabandele. Riba sokobayandala kabandele basibri hataba. Mayanda rabo sikibri hatabo. In the name of Jesus. Majesty, your presence found me just as I am. Oh, yes, empty hearted, but I love in your hand. Majesty, Majesty of God. prayer that you have started
Moving to and fro. Yes. As you are talking, he's hearing you. Yes. My God, God has changed your his love over you. Keep standing. Psalm 123. As you are standing. Psalm 123. The Bible said that unto thee I lift up my eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Unto thee lift up, up mine eyes. Is your eyes lifted up unto the Lord this morning? He didn't respond to me. I'm asking you a question. Is your eyes lifted up unto the Lord this morning? David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the Lord. Whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Do you believe that the help of the Lord, the help that you have, it comes only from the Lord? And I want your hands to be lifted up. It's a song that has come to my heart, but unfortunately, it's in my language and it's pushing me, it's pressing me down. It's, 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 it's manifesting upon my life to sing unto the Lord. I don't even know how that song goes, but I believe it is the spirit that is speaking through me. And I want you, I want you to be on the same page with me. I want you to come with me in one accord. You may not understand, but I will maybe interpret it after the song unto you. Why don't you lift up your hands? And let's be quiet in the presence of the Lord. This Alfred and Tiffany here. I think some of you may probably know the song. 
It might be in a different tune, but I want you to be in the presence. Just see that God is here moving in our midst, directing us what we should do. Me mameni so much rebipo ina me mwa firi beba me mwa free osrunia sasi about me, Lord, I am not worthy even to stand before your precious ones to minister unto them. But yes, tell Lord, you found me. You found me and you placed me before these precious ones to minister unto them. Give me the tongue of learned to minister unto your people. May I not speak my own words, but I pray that your presence, that move with Moses, let that presence move with me to touch the heart of your precious ones. Open their heart to be receptive to your word. 
and open up their eyes that they may see the wondrous things this morning. Lord, touch them that they will live not this place the same, but the Spirit of the Lord will transform their hearts and renew their mind. Father, I know that when we ask for forgiveness, we know that, Lord, we are going back to do the same thing, but yet still, you love us. You love us with your everlasting love. Father, we thank you for such an agape love. Bless us that our lives will never be the same. Thank you for everyone here. And I pray that this afternoon, Lord, you would deposit into their life a new love. A new love. You said a new love I give unto you. That ye may go and love one another. Let that love be deposited into our life. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Why don't we give a clap offering unto the Lord? Two minutes of your time can you please move forward and anybody here let's please not use this outer pews but let's all of us and you <laughs> you have been put into casket and be buried that is not what we call it dead I would love you sir to sit very close to me please if you don't mind Right there. No, the second one. That's, that's too far. Fantastic. Good to have you here, please. Put your hands together for him. Please, what's your name? Come again. Keith Webster. Powerful. Pleasure to have you here. You will not leave this place the same. Amen. So, many people are walking in this world, but... They are dead. When death comes over you, you do nothing good. So if you see people being wicked to one another, they are dead. There is no life in them. When you have life, which Jesus Christ is talking about, he is talking about the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is love. Love does not cause hurt. Does not cause pain. It does not do certain things in our lives. Rather, it strengthens us. It brings joy to our hearts. It brings peace. It brings righteousness. When Jesus Christ was talking about the kingdom of God in the book of Romans, he was talking about heaven's kingdom, not the earthly kingdom. The earthly kingdom is milk. And what? Food. But the heaven's kingdom talks about peace, joy, righteousness in the Holy Ghost, which is in Christ Jesus. And if Christ is in you, then there's life in you. There's peace in you. If you find yourself not being in peace, Christ is not in your life. If you see yourself that the world is mesmerizing, the world is confusing you, the world is, has become so heavy loaded over your life, it means you are far from the kingdom of God. Because his kingdom, there is peace. 
and there is joy. But many of us can attest, if you can agree with me, you know that we are not walking in this world with joy. But we are walking with pains and suffering. Those are the things that Satan wants us to dwell and think about. So when you think about these, it literally depleted your life that God has given to you. So if God has predestined you to be 75, your worries will cut your age and you cannot even live to 50. Because your worries, what Satan wants you to do is bring worries into you, which cuts your age. Sometimes we do not understand in the years past, when I was growing up, you only hear older people dying. But today, the youngest ones are even dying and the older ones are living because the older ones, they don't even worry anymore. Is somebody hearing me? So I want you to pay attention and desire to take something from what I'm going to share, even if it does not make sense. Anyway, the Bible says that the word of God is a mystery. In our carnal mind, it does not make sense. And honestly, why would God ask you to pray for your enemy? Does it make sense? It doesn't. Someone who wants to destroy your life, God said, pray for him. For him to live. Hey, wouldn't you want the one who is planning your death to die before you? But why God is telling you to pray for that person to live? God said, let us have brotherly love be continued. But the brother that you love is planning evil against you. But the word of God is telling you, continue to love him, even if he hates you. Even if he hates you. Do you know why? Because it's not your word. It's the word of God, which is the spirit. The word is the only thing that can change people. You cannot change people. You cannot be anybody's personal Holy Ghost, which some of us are trying to do. Church, you will die before that person. I said, you will die before that person. You are not Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is your helper. Now, if you can understand to allow him to be your helper, then he will work for you. You are struggling because you don't accept him as your helper. So you don't talk to him. You don't tell him what you need. You depend on your own strength. You depend on your own self. Because you have gone to school and you think you have a degree. And you think your degree will bring you to your expectation, what you have studied. But if you look at it, what you have studied has brought you nothing. Church, it's not about the intellect. Neither is it about what you can write and can read. Neither your degrees. Your degrees cannot bring you to where you want you to be. Many people are more intelligent than you, but they are dead. As a matter of fact, many rich people does not have the life that you have. But today you are worried about your bank account. I read a story and I sent it to Reverend Kwame. Both of us were crying. We were crying so much on the phone, trying to console each other. But a young lady in the year, I believe it's 2015, it's not far, the, the last four years, she won a lottery which was about 188 million in North Carolina. The lady is a single parent. 
who had two, four children, and the four children, she worked two jobs to support the family alone. She, had a, she has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend has been in jail several times. But this lady goes to church every Sunday. Church, I'm just saying, you're going to church does not make you a Christian. Bible says that when the saints gathered together, the enemy also came and sowed tests among us. Why Satan have privilege to be in the church? Because you cannot bind Satan. Jesus could not bind Satan. How dare you? Can you bind him? Why God did not bind him from heaven? You can't bind Satan, but you can pray him out of your life. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? If Satan could be bound, how many years have you been binding Satan? And the more you bind him, the more life gets even worse for you. Because we pray amiss for you don't know what to pray for. You can't shoot the devil and tell him that you, you shoot him Paul, you shoot him Paul, you shoot him Paul, four bullets and he will, he will be dead. You are lying. Not even our own father who created us. The one who even somehow miraculously brought the angels with us. Which Satan was one of them. And one or two reasons he became Diablo. Christ could not even shoot him from there. He threw him down. So he has power. He controls the world. He has the lease which is not expired yet. So don't try to try to expire Satan when Christ himself has not done. Didn't even know when he will come for his lease to be expired within us. Although victory has been given unto us 2,000 years ago. Now, it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Now, how do you see that victory is upon us? The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. Who do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus when Siniazos comes into your life? Issues. The word siniazo in the Hebrew word, Greek word means issues of the world. When the issues arise in your marriage, when the issues arise in your finances, when the issues arise in your family, who do you consult? Who do you approach? The one you believe is who you approach. And that person's name, the last time I checked, is not Jesus. But it's a friend somewhere. A prophet somewhere. A minister somewhere. But the Bible said that when the letter was received by Metisedek, the prophet, when he received the letter from the king Hezekiah that he was going to be crucified or he's going to be killed or executed, the Bible said that when he received the letter, then prophet Isaiah was there, but he took the letter and went to the upper room and spread it before God and lifted up his lamentation and spoke the issue and said, Lord, I have served you. I have worshipped you. Why comes this? Why comes this letter? Lord, if you want me to live, intercede for me. But the Bible also says that the spirit of the Lord is what maketh an intercession for us. For we pray amiss. This man received a letter knowing exactly what is going to happen to him. He could have spoke to the prophet and said that prophet pray for me. That this man, something happens to him. 
so that I will live. He didn't know because the prophet has no power than God. Prophet is just someone who comes to exalt you. That before the prophet comes to your life, God has already revealed to you. Before, whilst the prophet was coming, the Holy Spirit had already revealed to you. Reason why you could not see that it has been revealed is because you are blindly, you are being blinded. The world, the, the, the God of this world in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, has blinded you. That you could not even see, you could not even see that the word that I'm speaking to you is a prophecy. So you need me to grow beers. I can't, I'm sorry. I don't have that. I don't have that hormones to grow beers, to have it all over here. But I may be able to have the word of God to minister to you. If only you can open your heart and you receive it, then you will begin to receive your prophecy. That is your prophecy in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. The Bible says that my word is a prophecy unto you. So how can't you see that prophecy because you have itching ears? You are expecting me to tell you that your mother, your father, your aunt is a witch. I'm not here for that. You are a witch. I'm not calling you a witch. But what I'm saying is that when you are pointing finger to somebody that that person is a witch, what's your fault? That is pointing back to you. Then who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Church, let us not be judgmental and begin to see our older ones who have certain looks. Jesus comes in disguise many times. The spiritual things are not glitters. As a matter of fact, the spiritual things does not come in a good way. It's not beauty at all. If it is beauty, you will not work and the Spirit of the Lord will tell you, give 10% of what you make to God. Meanwhile, you know that you are not seeing God. You are seeing a man there. And the man is the one taking it. The reason why you give, because you believe there's a spirit behind that. That maketh what? Wealth. In Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1, the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and add no what? Reason why you are living in sorrow because you don't believe that your offering is not what is going to make you blessing, but it maketh Meaning that there are other things that you have to do. Not just by sowing a seed is what is going to make you blessed. Not just by giving is what is going to make you wealth. That is not. But your personal relationship that you build. It is the same as us as we live. Your relationship with your wife is what is going to change her heart towards you. Not just by buying her clothes and buying her car. How many of you know rich people who have bought their, their wives' things and cars and homes, and still the wives are not happy? Still. How many men here, that, how many of you have heard that a lot of men in this world, wives are satisfying them, yet still it's not enough. They look at somewhere else because their faith is not in the Lord of what they are given. They believe they give to a man. Bible said that curse is he whose trust is in the man. Man will by all means fail you. So if you have put in your trust in a man, this is the reason why you are going down and down and down. And yes, sir, you can see. Then you keep arguing with the Lord and fighting. I have paid my tithe. I've done all. I have done all day, but I catch nothing. Because Peter did not have faith when he was casting that nets. If he has faith in the world, in, in the word of God, when he threw the net, he would have caught something. Until 
Christ spoke to him. That is the word. Until you begin to receive that word. Until you begin to take that word with you. Then you begin to see the blessings of the Lord in your life. Which is the word that is making you wealth. Is somebody hearing me? Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, the song that I was singing, that many of you here do not speak my language, means that I lift up my eyes unto the Lord. Whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. If I lift up my, hands, my eyes unto the Lord, that is the only place where my, my help will come from. That, that is the, I mean, the whole meaning of the song. So I want you to believe that our help is up there. If only we can lift up our eyes. The Bible said that as Moses lift up the serpent, so that the Son of Man be lifted up unto where? The heavens. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. My time is already up. But I have a message for you. I said I have a message for you. Are you ready to receive the message? Are you ready to receive the message? Please. Anybody sitting, I don't want, I said this before because there's a reason. I don't want nobody to sit behind Sister Evelyn. That's right by the pole. If you don't know Sister Evelyn, I will describe her to you. Very precious, beautiful, dark in complexion. That's not rough. But her name is Evelyn. She's wearing a pink sweater. If you can see, please move in front of her. Thank you very much for your obedience. Coming to you. My message is very simple. It's a message that has preached by, it's a new message actually, a new book that was written by our own father, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. Today, Reverend Kwame is not here, not because Reverend is tired and he's trying to take a day off and sleep. No, Reverend left the city of New Jersey to um, Boston, all the way to Boston, four o'clock in the morning Friday when we were on the prayer line. I didn't say, when I say we, I meant all of us, but most of you were not on the prayer line. Where I was, prayer. I want everybody here, please, to desire to pray. By the way, you will get to know if you are here through my message. I don't have to use my words. I told you that I don't want God to use my own words to minister to you. I want he himself to speak to you today. So please, open your heart and prepare yourself and be ready to receive from him. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Luke chapter 13, verse, where do we start? Six. I'm preaching from this book. The title of my message is called, it's entitled, Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? This is a short message, and I'm entrusting everyone not to doze, because your, your, your doziness can affect my preaching. Your sleeping is very infectious. As much as your, your, when you laugh, it's infectious, so as your sleeping. So I want you to keep smiling to me. I want to see your beautiful teeth, the, the whole 36, if you can. Hi. Hello. Hi. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? You need something? 
to keep you awake, the Holy Spirit is here to help you. I said the Holy Spirit is here to help you. So be alert-oriented times three. <laughs> Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, when we were worshiping, I went up there and I looked to see what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. Many of you that do not know what happens when we come to church. The angels of the Lord are here. When we are worshiping, they are always depositing something into our lives. And some of you, I saw the angels right on your head. Others, your phone was pushing the angels away from you because as the worshiping, no, seriously, no joke. I just went there and I stood. They threw out the whole time of, she led powerfully worship, but you didn't see it. You didn't see it because you were not correlating with her. You were probably seeing just Lydia standing there, but she was there out of, she has, she has just gone into a different level of her life. She was in the realm whilst you are still on the earth, seeing the same Lydia that you know. As a matter of fact, you probably were judging even her from her past. That is probably how you were describing it. So you couldn't receive the angels. So I saw many of you testing young guys, young ones, please. I say this out of my heart. God loves you and he has something great for you. If only you can relate with him instead of staying away from this Snapchat, this media thing that is giving, it's preoccupying you to receive the blessings that God has for you. Not even the young ones, the older ones too. Today, WhatsApp has WhatsApp in you. Your life has become WhatsApp. Everything about your life is WhatsApp. So without that, you can't live. But I want you to change that WhatsApp to can't you do just a little bit more for God. Do you think it's a good message to share? Put your hands together for the Lord. Luke chapter 13 verse 6, the Bible says that he spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Cut it down. Three years of your lifetime that you have served in this church, and which many of you know that you have been here more than three years. But God is really giving only three years. So three years that you have served in this church. I have Every time I come, I don't see no fruit in your life. Many of us have served God for years, but we don't see the fruit of God in our lives. Every day we worry about our children, our finances, our marriage, our job, everything about us we worried. Every day we wake up, we don't say, Lord, thank you for all these years, how you have blessed me. Then you worry about what tomorrow may give. As a matter of fact, when Jesus Christ said, tomorrow may take care of itself, he did not mention money. Guess what he mentioned? Food, what you will eat and what you will wear and drink. However, don't you have something that you will eat today? Even, even, not even more? Don't you have something you will drink today? Then even more? Don't you have something that you will wear even more? But yesterday, we don't worry about. These are the things that God wants you to worry about. But you don't. You worry about things that you don't have access to, which is money. 
Look, if you find yourself in a room, you find yourself in a room where you cannot breathe, what would happen to you? Why? Because there's no oxygen, right? So that is the most important thing that you need in your life to survive. So it is in our realm of the spirit. God wants us not to worry about the money that we have been fighting for it and yet still cannot find him. By the way, you bypass the money whilst he's coming to you because you don't know how to find him. The money passes you and you are going, money, money. Meanwhile, the money is going over there. Well, you are going wrong direction. <laughs> so you search and search, you can't find. You I turn around, da 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 You do all sorts of things. Yes, sir. No money. You've worked very hard. You see the paycheck at the end of the year when you look at your W2 form, you wonder where the money has gone to. You have nothing to be accountable for. You have nothing. After getting all this money, you look at W2, then you say, where did all this money go? Where? And I don't have nothing. I don't have no investment, but you have worked the whole year. So have you ever thought that Satan has created a basket, in, I mean, a, 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 a hose in your basket? Your pocket, there's holes. So every money that comes to you, you buy unnecessary. You don't need them. That's the devil. You buy things not because you need, because you want. Useless things. You buy things for your children because they want them. Mommy, I want this. They don't even say, Mommy, I need this. Mommy, I want this. Daddy, I want this. Oh, I want if I, I want this. Then you too, Mommy too, you are following the child's mind. Then the child wants it. Then you go and buy. At the end, you see the child doesn't need it. As a matter of fact, they grow out of them without wearing them. So your closet is full of garbage. That's your investment. Can you sell them? Those things are your investment. In fact, if you go take Stacks in your home. Decide to see how much you have spent in those things. Junior, can you guys move forward for me, please? I want to see everybody's face. Nobody sit behind Evelyn, please. Go home, take all your children's clothes. Those ones that with labels. Doesn't even fit them. And see if you can, in fact, exchange them for an investment. Go and sell them. See if anybody will buy. And if you want, begin to add up, up. And at the end, you'll see thousands of dollars. That could have been an investment. Today, you will be more than a millionaire. I'm speaking wisdom into your life. Our investments into things that bring nothing into us. So you are investing useless. Is that a word like that? It's English. Useless. Very good. <laughs> so you've been in church for years. Three years that God has given to you. He says every time he comes, he finds no fruit in your life. Find no fruit in your life. You're probably a Sunday school teacher. But God does not see any fruit in your children's life. You don't organize any outreach for them. You don't organize any prayer for them. You don't give them anything to read. You don't even teach them nothing. 
You go, they talk, and they are talking this, they are this, they come back the same. So there's no fruit in their life. So it is in the church. You come, you think Sundays are the days that you come to serve God. So you come, you even come late because prison worship is not part of the service. But church, from the time that we set up for, to serve God, which is from 11.30, right there, the time has been set for God. Until the service is over, everything else is important, including the prison worship, including the prayer, including the announcement. You need to come early and pray before the service starts so that, you see, the reason why you are coming to pray, prayer is what moves the heart of God. Prayer is what makes changes. You come to pray to water the word. In Zechariah chapter 10, the Bible says that your prayer will make, like, it will be like a rain which will water the grass and the grass will be flourished. When you pray over the word of God, the word of God will manifest over you. Because you need to pray for your pastor to minister to you so that his word will affect you. Other than that, your pastor, if you don't pray, not everybody here come to church is a Christian. I'm not pointing to you, but it's the word of God. The Bible says that when the saints gather together, the enemy also, also there, which it will never change. It will never change. If it will change, you ask yourself, when you come to church, don't you sleep? Satan is here blowing wings over your eyes. Because God wants you to hear. If you have spent time coming from home, he wants you to come and hear his word. He didn't want you to come. He will have let you sleep on your comfort zone. That is why we don't bring quilts and things and comforters so that you become more cozy to fall asleep. It's not, it's not in this place. Those things are in your bedroom. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So he said, then said unto the dresser of this vineyard, behold, these three years I come seeking fruit in this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Why do you preoccupy this space for nothing? Why does the tree sit there and come barefoot? Let's take it off and plant something else. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone. That's the, the dresser, the caretaker. He's, he's talking back to the Lord. Let it alone this year also till I shall dig about it and dung it. So he's going to nurture it. Now, God is giving us, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is giving us another year. One more year of all of us to bear fruit. Church, a year by this time, I see you being multiplied. Amen. A year by this time, I see you being increased in the name of Jesus. He said, and if it bear fruit, well, if not, then after that, that shall cut down. Today, we are making promise with God. And say, Lord, please give us another chance. After all these years that we have served, that we have not bare fruit, please give us one more year. 2020 will never be the same. 2020, your life will never be the same. You will be fruitful. You will be multiplied. You will be increased. In fact, your heart will be enlarged. Your family will be multiplied. Your degree, it will go higher and higher. Promotion will come over you. For Bible said that promotion does not come from the earth, but it comes from the heavens. It is the Lord that giveth, not the man. So if you put your trust in his word, then he will multiply you. I come to challenge you as a Christian, as a believer. If you believe that somebody ministered to you to be saved, it's for you also to minister to someone to be saved. That is what we call a footfall. You need to be multiplied. You can't come to church every day by yourself. Many of us have been here for years, but we cannot attest. One person that we have established in the church, show me John 16, 15. My message is, can't you do just 
a little bit more. A little bit. And I will show you few in the next few minutes, the individuals, few individuals in the Bible who has done, even though they were doing great things for God, but yes, sir, God demanded them to do just a little bit. Francis, you play keyboard. Absolutely great. But God wants you to do a little bit more. More than the keyboard. More than that. Jeff, more, Michelle, more. Benny, the gift that God has given to you. Being able to play like Michael W. J. Smith. Singing and playing. That is good. That is good. But God is expecting you to do just a little, a little bit more. Glory be to God. And the Bible says that all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Everything is for the Lord. Everything that we have is for the Lord. So if God is demanding you to do something for him, yes, but any time you will get promotion, it does not, your promotion is not on how exact it has been given to you to do. Your promotion comes the extra mile that you go. If you are at work, many of us put ourselves in my job description. It's not in my job description. I can't do this. This is not in my job description. You will never be promoted. Your boss will, in fact, will, when a, a time comes for somebody to be demoted or to be fired, you will be the first person. Because your language is given to your directors does not please them. Some of us should be able to go to work and even ask to do more. Something out of your ordinary work that you do. Something. Something. I, I thank God for my life. Where I work, like my, I told you the last time, my position, everybody is terminated. All the campuses. When it came to me, I have directors sat down. And all the directors spoke to the CEO. You can't get rid of this guy. He do things that he has not even asked to do. And what he does, no one else can do for us if you take him out. The institution will go down. And I have nothing. I have nothing to be qualified for what I do. My, where I am is by the grace of God. And I have directors who spoke highly, highly over me. And because of that, my job has been kept by the grace of God. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14 to 20. My time is up. Can't you do just a little bit more? Second Kings. Now Elisha was falling sick. Of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel. Everybody say Joash. Everybody say Joash. Very good. How many of you have heard the name Joash before? He was a king in Israel. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. This king came and approached the prophet. He started calling the prophet, my father, my father. If you cannot call somebody younger than you, your father, no one will also call you a father. 
It's a spiritual thing. If you cannot call someone mother, no one will also call you mother. Oh, pastor, I have children. They call me mommy. I'm talking about the spiritual fathers. There are not many fathers. The Bible said that there are many fathers, but none of them is without signification. Fathers are fathers, but you know that certain things that you have in your life, if it's not your pastor, you would have been somewhere else. It's a counsel that no even your parents will be able to give to you, but your father, which is the spiritual father, your pastor. Recently, I was talking to a certain man. Then he was going through certain things, and he told me, oh, when I spoke to Reverend Kwame, he told me to do A, B, C, D, and because I did, the profit that I have gotten is amazing. You didn't call your father. If it is your father, he probably wouldn't give you that counsel. Why are you selling it? Don't sell it. Hey, it's a property. It's this. Why are you doing this? Don't do it. It's this. You're getting married. The counsel from your parents is that, hey, where you are going, be careful, be wise. May your eyes be open, oh. Try and open your eyes who you are marrying to. You have your own account, let her have her own account. And if two of you are going to have a joint account, make sure there's something hidden that he doesn't even know. Because if you do, you are dead. You come back, I will sack you. Don't bring poor poverty into this house. That is the counsel we receive from some parents. Just in case. <laughs> from some parents. True or false? And they say that, hey, a man is not a pillow that you should put your head on. Be wise like a serpent. And they use scripture. Hey! So as soon as they use scripture, you say, my mom is a spiritual person, and you take that advice. <laughs> but you have forgotten that when Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ in Mark, 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 Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible said that he quoted the scripture it says, man that's not, man that, it says what? Bre it says that, no, 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 no. Can you project it for me, please? Jesus Christ was the one that responded that man does not live by bread alone. But Satan said that if you fly from here, angels will take full charge. Tell you guys, you don't read Bible and help me. <laughs> but he answered and said, it is written, go back to verse 3, please. Verse 3, please. Projector, you are training, but you're going to work with me. Okay. And when the, when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the son of God, command that these stones be what? Bread. And Jesus have power. Didn't you see him turning fishes and bread into millions of them? It's not difficult for him to do, but you have to see the familiar spirit that is talking to you. Familiar spirits. They come with the words of Jesus Christ, but they are not. Jesus said into the prophet Jeremiah, many will come in my name, but they are not from me. For they come for the needs of their needs, their own, for their own selves. They preach for crocodile skin shoes, long suits, driving great expensive cars, while many people are poor, living in poverty, Remote areas where the word of God cannot go. They will never sell. They, are, they will not even take the helicopter to such areas and preach. But people are traveling on the ground, folding their shoes, going through rivers and water to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't want to support that. You will support the one who will come. Give 5,000 and 17 days you will be well. And you have never been rich. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you are becoming poorer and poorer. 
<laughs> so, what is the prophecy of God over your life? Church, I pray that your eyes be open, that you will see the wondrous things. Glory be to God. Go back to my scripture. In first, Second Kings chapter 13. Uh, glory be to God. Please keep going, keep going. 14, 15, 16, 16. Very good. And the king said to Israel, put thy hand upon the... Go back to 15, please. And Elijah said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he took... This is the... He that is the king who took unto him bow and arrows. Verse 16. And he said to the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Verse 17. And he said... Open the window eastward. Instructions are being given. You come to church, we instruct you correctly. You do. You've been coming all right. You've been doing everything that has been given unto you to do. But church is still not enough. There are other things that may not come from this pulpit until you do your research. That research that you do, then you add it to what has been given to you is the little that you can do. A little bit that you can add it to it. Hallelujah. Then Elijah said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Afek till thou have consumed them. So the prophet is instructing the king to do something where they will consume the Syrians. Now hear this. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them and he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice. Now, I want to ask a question. How many times did the prophet ask, did the prophet ask the king to strike the ground? Did he give the number? But the prophet, the, the king, he smote thrice, three times and stayed there. Continue. And the man of God was what? What? The, the word what it means he was very angry. He was very, very, extremely angry and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Verse 20. And Elisha died and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land of the coming in the year. If, if the prophet, if the king would have continued, continue, not just stopping at three, the whole Syrian could have been consumed permanently. But because he could not do, he did three times. That is three. But he could have done a little bit more. He could have moved to five or six or seven. Presumably, the whole Syrians could have been consumed permanently. The Moabites would not have come back a year after. Church, you've done a lot for God. You pay your tithes. You have built the house of God. You build the church. You're doing everything. But there's more God believes that you can do. A little bit more would change 
your family. A little bit more will change your life. Like John. John was one of the disciples who wrote one of the Gospels. John could have said that, you know what? Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they are good enough. They are all disciples and they've written all these books. Why should I come and add fourth Gospel to it? Why? But church, if John wouldn't have come, would you know that Jesus is the door? Jesus is the truth and the way. And, and no one cometh to him except he come through the Lord. Would you have heard that? We would not. We would not. We would not know that in, beginning, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word is God. We would not have heard that. But he took upon himself, he said, after all that they have written, let me also add more a little bit. A little and because of that, it brought changes into this life that we are living now. Can you imagine? If John would have not had another gospel, we would not know the John 3.16, for God so loved the world. The famous scripture in the world. We wouldn't know that God sent his only begotten son. But because John also took upon himself to add a little bit more, things happened. Imagine Noah. Noah, Noah was a preacher, a preacher who was preaching from state to state, country to country, evangelizing, greatest evangelist, building churches for others. He was winning souls. Many people were giving their life to Jesus Christ. Yes, sir, God, Noah would have never been remembered. No, who knows the message that Noah preached? Did you know any message that preached by Noah? But you know by the little thing that he did, by building the ark. For God. He built the ark. A little. When God gave him the specifications, Noah didn't say that, I have preached, I have built churches, I have given offerings, I come every Sunday, I come on the prayer line four o'clock, I do, what else do you want us to do as a church? I've, it's enough. If Noah would have said, Lord, what I have been doing is enough, his whole eight would not have been saved. Animals could not have been saved. People, lives could not have been saved. No way. Through that, animals were saved. Through that, today we have food to eat because the whole world was wiped. But what Noah took into the ark, today, me and you have food to eat. A little bit that Noah did today, God has given us life. A little bit that we did today, we, me and you can marry to each other. Me and you can have family. Noah decided to do a little bit for God. What are you doing for God? What a little bit are you adding to what God has given to you? Touch, I'm talking to all of us as individuals. As we have been deciding to build the house of God, yes, we are all giving offerings. Yes, we are all paying tithe. Yes, we are all doing. But there's a little thing that you can do. A bit, a little bit. Sacrificing your sleep. Coming to the prayer line and pray. Inviting somebody to church. Ministering the word of God and turning somebody's life to Christ. A little bit will make difference in your life. You can pray for your pastor. Many of you doesn't even saw in your pastor's life. Because, look, this church, you are so blessed. Though. I'm telling you, you have no idea what you are blessed for. You cancel for no costs. Because of the heart in Jeremiah 3, chapter 15, the Bible said, I will give you pastors after my own. When we go for cancel, you know how many hours we spend in people's house? Whilst you are sleeping. We buy our own gas, no matter where you live. 
we will come and visit you. When we come, we will talk to you out of our heart. Because we believe that what you are doing is not for money. Buy the truth and sell it not. When Christ came to the world and traveled from places to places, he never charged. As a matter of fact, he gave. Now, the prophetic part of this is when your eyes open, then you begin to see the glory of God in your life. The Spirit of the Lord will convict you. Then you yourself will sow a seed. For sowing a seed in your pastor's life will bring a divine blessing into your life. Somebody hearing me. Say amen. amen. It's a good place to put your hands together. Now, there are many people in the Bible that did a little bit that God helps them. Noah did it. Cain did it. Every one of them in the Bible did so many things. Now, as a church, now I'm talking about all of us. What can we do as a family? After you, what you do. Your own self, what you do. Individually, what you do. Now, as a church, what else can we do? What else can we do as a family? You know, a family that prays together stays together. A family that prays together do what? And not only stays together, God calls them to be multiplied. God calls them to be increased. Some of the things that happens in our life, it happens for a reason. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 8 to 9, don't project it. I'm just quoting that scripture to you. The prayer that was prayed by Jabez, it was pain that caused him to pray that prayer. It was pain. Jabez was in pain because of the descriptive that a mother gave after birth. And through that pain, he prayed that prayer and the Lord answered him. Church, Jabez was not praying for his siblings to be weakened, neither for them to, to be dead. But he prayed that it shall be well with them. You need to change your prayer topics. You are not God. You don't pray a prayer for your neighbor to die because of the pain that he has caused you. What you don't know is that that pain came to change your destiny. Maybe without that pain, you wouldn't pray certain prayer. You will not even have a personal relationship with God because you think everything is going well with your life. But prayer is something that changes things in life. Prayer is what will determine your faith. Prayer is what will move you from impossible to become possible. Prayer is what will change your destiny. Prayer is what will restore what the enemy has stolen from you. Yes, Java knew that her mother gave birth unto him in pain. But the Lord said, he answered him. And everything was well with Jabez. And his cause was enlarged. I see your cause being enlarged. I see your territory being enlarged. I see you being multiplied. I see change coming over you. Because your prayer topic is changing from today. As a church, we need to come together as a family and pray. Please, I beseech you by the mercies of God, this church. If today, today you are here, please, the Spirit of the Lord is urging me to talk to you. If today you are here and you have somebody in this church that you don't talk to, please, purpose on your heart and approach that person and say, please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not talking to you. I'm sorry for not giving you a hug. I'm sorry for being some awareness to you. Because 
people are being hurt. Knowing that they've come to church because in the outside it's terrible. There's pain in the outside. I'm telling you, Jabez was in pain. He was in severe pain to the point that he thought, he thought he's not worth it. Some of us could have crucified ourselves. We could have committed suicide. Don't you know your wickedness is affecting someone to leave the church? Don't you know that? A little bit that you can do can save souls. And that little bit is giving that person a hug today. And he said, my brother, I love you. I'm sorry for what I've done. Give that person a hug. Kiss that person. As a matter of fact, if I were you, I would sow a seed in that person's life. For that matter. So that the spirit of the Lord will change the state of this. Look, heavens will be open unto us. Put your hands together for the Lord. My time is up, but bear with me for three minutes. Three minutes. Count it. Revelations chapter 2 verse 12. Church, what can we do? What can we all? I'm talking about as a whole. As a family, you, your wife, and your children when you are home, you and the church as a body when we are together, what can we do? Now, I want to show you something. In Revelation chapter 12, you know what? I think we use Pegamos from the previous service. I want you to know that Pegamos is not the only church that Satan dwelleth. <laughs> Why don't you put your hands together for Bishop Dark Howard Mills? The wisdom that God has given unto him is amazing. For someone to sit down and write all these things for us to learn and to teach you, it's a blessing. I believe God has given him the, the spirit of Solom, um, Solomonic wisdom unto him. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 to 11. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. <laughs> Who lives in Philadelphia? <laughs> Glory be to God. Don't be afraid. If you, if you should be afraid, be afraid of where the church is, what I'm about to talk about. Glory be to God. And to the angel of the church, I'm personalizing this scripture for us because we are preaching to each other. And I want us, our name one day will be written, if the third world come, and Bible is written again, Manhattan Kodesh family's name will be in the Bible. Somebody give a clap of it unto the Lord. It's a prophecy. And your name will be mentioned. They will tell you that Junior was a member in this church. I said, your name will be mentioned. Hallelujah. Uncle Ben, your name will be mentioned. And they will say that you were part of this church. Glory be to God. These things said he that is holy. He that is true. He that had the key of David. May that be your story in Jesus' name. I said, may that be your story. He that openeth. So what I'm saying is that, in, and unto the angel of the church in Manhattan, Kodesh family writes. You didn't say Amy. Your Amy is so weak. And to the angel of the church in Manhattan, Kodesh family writes. These things saith he God is still saying there. The word saith is still saying it. The present, God is still saying it. Saith he that is holy. He that is true. He that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man can shut it. 
The door that God has opened for you, no man can shut it because you have the key to open that door. God has given you that key, Manhattan Kodesh family. That key has been handed to you. That you can use to open. And no man shut it. And when it shut it, no man. So when you lock the door and you leave, any man have no access to it. No enemy have access to open that door. And when you shut it, when the door is opened, opened no enemy can what? Shut it for you. This is how God is describing you. The Manhattan Kodesh family. Verse 8. I know thy works. The Lord knows thy works. That's why he has given you the keys. He knows what you do. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. There is a door that is set that is open unto your life. And that door is a door that is a tunnel that goes to and fro. That you alone, that God has given you that key to go through and fro. No Satan can shut that door unto you and your family in Jesus' name. And no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength. A little strength. And has kept my word. And has not denied my name. Verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Hey! The church is synagogue of Satan. Somebody say mercy. Put your, head on your, your hands on your head. And say mercy Lord. Say mercy Lord. Say Lord have mercy on me which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. So many people will lie about you. But every negative word that has been spoken over you, it will reverse back to the sender. Because they are liars. I said because they are liars. I said because they are liars. The, 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 the father of lies, his name is Satan. So Satan has built that synagogue and they are going to speak against Manhattan Kodesh family. My God. I will make them to come and worship before thy feet. Every enemy who speaks against you will come and bow before you. They will come and worship you. They will worship at your feet. At your workplace. The person who is fighting you. I said, the person who is fighting you, oh, he will come. That person, he or she will come and kneel down and say, my sister, forgive me for all these bad thoughts. You don't know that. But your prayer, the little that you do for God, the little bit that you do is going to move the angels of the Lord and the, the, the supernatural power of God to orchestrate it for them to come and bow and worship at your feet. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That said the Lord unto you this morning. And to know that I have loved thee. Church, God loved every sinner. That is the reason why you don't pray a prayer for a sinner to die. That you pray a prayer for a sinner to be saved. For Bible says that God loved the sinner and hate the sin that the sinner commits. So as you are, the Lord loves you. You know yourself, the things you have done. I just challenge you that God loves you. 
So don't pity yourself of what you have done. Rather, count them as a blessings and begin to proceed for greater things for the Lord. But don't go back and do the same thing again. Verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. God will deliver you from temptations. God will not give you what you cannot handle. He will deliver you from the spirit of lust. When the strange woman comes to you, don't change my, my message. Don't change my message. The Bible did not say the strange man. It said the strange woman. He comes, she comes with the what? Red lipstick. Be careful with this red lipstick. The motive. <laughs> the motive behind your lipstick. The motive. Most of you, you put lipstick. Not that you want. It's for beauty. But to, to, to cause men to fall. It becomes... A red light. That when the man of God is preaching and then see that voluptuous lips. You see, you, Satan has turned your lips to become voluptuous. But today, your lipstick will not become infectious to the men who are standing before you. Rather, it will minister unto them to give their life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Glory be to God. Are you enjoying the message? Is the Lord speaking to you today? I say God will deliver you from temptations. I see God delivering you from temptations in Jesus' name. Which shall come upon all the world. Listen, temptations will come in, in James chapter 5 verse 3. The Bible said that trials and tribulations might come in our way. Now when it comes, what does it do? It comes to strengthen us. So temptations will come. Now those who can resist that temptation, they are the one that will be strengthened. But you can only be strengthened when the word of God becomes like honey on your tongue. When you begin to do your quiet time. When the word of God becomes like a compass into your life which directs you. Archbishop said, don't let your erection determine your direction. Learn to zip up. Not every day your bow tie. Let the belt be, be like a, my Azuma's belt. Tied it up. Temptations are there. A lot of men have fallen because of the temptations of lust. Don't go and stand and say that eh, they are men of God and they are doing this. They are men like you. You are doing the same thing. The only difference is when they stand in this office, they are under the unction. As they leave this office, they are ordinary men like you. They have, they have it's flesh, and the flesh is weak. So don't judge them when they fall, but rather take heed. Take heed unto your life and pray for them. Because God is crying there when they fall. Because many people's lives are being affected when a man of God is falling. You don't see that. 
but you only see him being fallen. You don't know that it's affecting your brother, your sister. Reason is that you don't care for others. But when you care, you pray for your pastors. You pray that God will protect and preserve them. You pray that God will build an hedge around them. You pray that the spirit of the Lord will encamp them so that they will be protected and preserved and minister powerfully unto you. When the enemy save them, they speak out of their own selves. Then they begin to speak flesh. Shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So all of us, none of us is exempt to be tempted at all. So we must come together as a family. This is the church that was affected in Philadelphia, which is written in the Bible. Church, the Philadelphia church is not different from Manhattan Kodesh family. If the word of God is being preached and we do not do just a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit. We have built churches. Yes, we give to support churches. We pay our tithes. We do a lot. As a church, we all come. As a, as a family, we do a lot of them. But when it's time for us to join the prayer line at 4 o'clock in the morning, I am challenging everybody that is here this afternoon that God will speak to you. Young ones, older ones, no matter how age. I am older than all of you. And I'm always on the prayer line. With due respect, it's, it's a joke. I'm not older than you, but neither am I younger than you. <laughs> is somebody hearing me? But what I'm trying to say is that no matter how old you are, you can join the prayer line. The prayer is not limited to ages. And you don't have to find a comfort time to pray. Then there is no sacrifice. But the Bible says that we must sacrifice. If Jesus Christ did not come from heaven to sacrifice his life, who will be saved today? Who will be saved? Please, I beg you by the mercies of God, let's work together as family, as church, and put all your burdens aside. The reason why your burdens are not being solved properly is because you are depending on your strength, thinking that you'll be able to do it alone, but you cannot. One will put thousand, but two will put 10,000. Please, let's come as a family. Let's do this work together. And let us defeat the enemy. Because Satan, he's not alone. He has angels that follow him. So you cannot do it alone. When we are many, chances of overcoming Satan is very high. Victory will be on our side. I'm talking about series of victory. Now the year is getting to the end. This is the time that we must put on the whole armor of God and fight the good fight of faith. Let's fight the enemy. Let's fight Satan. Let us, let us not spend time wasting fighting each other, which that some of us are doing. Rather than fighting the enemy, we are fighting each other. We are gossiping. We are not talking. We are not helping each other. Let's come together with one accord, with one love, the agape love, the love of God. Let us dwell on that love and fight the enemy and victory will be on our side. God bless you. Stand onto your feet. <clears throat> Lift up your hands. No movement, please. No movement. No movement. I want you to lift up your hands for what you have heard. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Say to the Holy Spirit, Lord, may these words be meditated unto me. May these words be manifested unto me this afternoon. 
Father, as I've heard your voice, as I've heard the word, give me the grace to walk in them. Lord, give me the grace to wake up at dawn and pray with you. Lord, give me the grace to do just a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit. My God, help me not to be the same. I will never be the same. Help me not to be the same, Lord. Help me not to be the same from today. Change my life. Change my life. Change my life. Change my prayer life. Change my spiritual life. Change my financial life. Change my marriage life. Change my relationship life. Lord, anything that does not please you, change me that I may do things that will please you. That I may do things that will make you happy. And I may do things that, Lord, you will be happy with me. Father, help me. I know I cannot do it on myself. I cannot do it alone. But I know with the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord, uh, we will be established. Oh, we will be strengthened. Oh, we will be greater. My God, my King, my Savior, thou art the Jesus. Thou art the Christ, the Savior. There is nothing that is too difficult for you. As I come to you, as I come to you and pray, as I come to you and cry, as I come to you and lay my burden onto you, I know. Lord, you will take my burden away from my shoulder. I know you will crown me with a crown. I know you will take every darkness out of my life. Today, Lord, change my life. My God, help me. Help me, church. Everyone, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands high above your head. Lift it up unto him and worship him. Make this your prayer. That the word you have heard today, oh yes, will make difference in your life. Oh yes, you will join the prayer line. You will pray. You will pray. You will pray. You will pray until something happens. You will pray. Oh yes. Oh my God. Thank you. 
Father, our life will never be the same from today. Lord, our prayer life will never be the same. Lord, we have promised and have made this covenant with you today that, Lord, we will do just a little bit more, a little bit more for all that you have given unto us, for all that we are doing, and for all that we have done for you. Father, we have promised that we will do just a little bit more to add it for what you have done for us. Holy Spirit, I pray for everyone that is here. Lord, as they have decided to do just a little bit more, I pray that, Lord, you give them the grace, grace to fulfill that promise, grace to fulfill that promise, that everyone here, Lord, will be challenged to join the prayer line as the year is about to be ended, Lord, we will end this year with a series of victory as was declared by our prophets. Father, we hold fast unto this prophecy that none of us will die before our age. Everyone here will live to glorify to see the year 2020 in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Holy Spirit, we thank you and we bless you. If you are here this afternoon with me, you have been a Christian for a long time, probably. You've been going to church all the time. And you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. You have never committed for the things of God. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your hands where you are. And I will say a prayer with you. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, You've never accepted him as the man who left his comfort zone from heaven and come on the earth and die so that me and you will have salvation. If you don't know that and you have never done that, please lift up your hands where you are and I will say the prayer with you. Hallelujah. Church, a life without Christ is a losing game. Can't joke with that. You don't know what is out there. You don't know what may happen next. But this is the opportunity that God has given to you to give your life to him. Everybody say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for the word that has been given to me. Father, please forgive me for the time that I've been ignorant, for the time that I've been far away from you. Holy Spirit, please forgive me. Thank you for dying for me. Please, Lord, Write my name in the book of life. Satan, Satan, hear me and hear me again. Today mark our relationship. Today mark the end of our relationship. I am a property of the Lord. I am a child of God. And I am no longer a slave. Lord, thank you for writing my name in the book of life. If you have prayed this prayer, you are saved in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord and let us bring our tithes before God. Hallelujah. Please, if you are here. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork.com at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.